Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. God bless you. I believe that the Lord loves you so much. That's why He wants to build you up, train you, and really use you to be the blessing to this generation. In this lesson, we would like to talk about the principles of how to help our brothers and sisters in Christ to receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit, and we want to understand this subject. Very well, so that we can answer questions when our Christian brother and sister asks us, and we can explain, we can help them to understand, and they can receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit by faith. Let us pray, Father. We thank you so much, Lord, that your Holy Spirit will reveal the truth to us, and you anoint us to be able to help other people to be filled or baptized with the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Amen. I would like to talk about baptism with the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk in detail about this subject, and it's so important that every believer is baptized or filled with the Holy Spirit, and when. A believer is filled with the Holy Spirit or baptized with the Holy Spirit. His life will be changed. Therefore, it's so important to help the new convert to come into this experience, so that they can receive big benefit from God, and their faith will be assured and increase inside their spirit. God wants to give all of His children power through the baptism with the Holy Spirit, so that they will be effective, victorious Christians. The word "baptism" means to immerse. Christians who have been baptized or filled with the Holy Spirit are more likely to be zealous and on fire for the Lord. And they can minister with the power of God in signs and wonders in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God. So we should understand this subject very well. We should pray that every brother and sister who join your group or join your church would receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm gonna go through the subject. In detail, I'm going to give you the truth and answer many questions that we can study from the Bible. The Bible will be our foundation to understand this subject. What is the baptism of the Holy Spirit? The baptism of the Holy Spirit refers to the first experience or the initial experience of being filled with the Spirit of the Living God. For the first time, and this experience usually 
is accompanied by an initial sign of speaking in tongues or the heavenly language, and when a believer is baptized with the Holy Spirit, he or she shall have power in his or her Christian life. The following are some important points to understand about being baptized with the Holy Spirit. Born again Christians. Are the only ones who may be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Non-believers, unborn again person, cannot be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Acts nineteen two say, and ask them. Paul asked those who, whom he thought that they were already born again Christians. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? You notice that. Only the believer can receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit. The Lord Jesus Christ is the one who baptizes His people with the Holy Spirit, in John chapter one, thirty-two to thirty-three. And John bore witness, saying, "I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and He remained upon Him. He mean the Holy Spirit. Him mean Jesus." Verse thirty-three. I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, "Upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit." The person who baptizes the believer with the Holy Spirit is not Pastor Lau, is not your pastor, is not any man, only Jesus Christ. He is the one who baptizes the believer with the Spirit of the Living God. This experience is different from receiving the Holy Spirit at the time of repentance, and it's not the same as baptism in water. When a person is born again, receives Jesus Christ into his heart, repents of his sin, he has become a born again Christian. At that moment, the Spirit of God. Would come in and dwell inside his spirit, and after he is a born again Christian, he should be baptized or immersed in water as a sign of repentance. Acts chapter nineteen verses one to seven, and it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus, and finding some disciples. He said to them, "Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed?" So they said to him, "We have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit." And he said to them, "Into what then were you baptized?" So they said, "Into John's baptism." They were talking about water baptism. He had a brand new believer in Ephesus. Then Paul said, "John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, baptism in water, saying to the people that they should believe on Him, who would come after Him, that is on Christ Jesus." When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord. They were baptized in water again in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands on them, 
the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Now the men were about twelve in all. You can see here that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is not the same as baptism in water. Baptism with the Holy Spirit is not the same as being baptized by the Spirit into Christ's body. The baptism into the body of Christ or the church happens when we accept Jesus Christ into our life, and then the Holy Spirit is the one who immerses us or baptizes us into the body or into the church at the point. Of conversion, in the book of First Corinthians, chapter twelve, verse thirteen, for by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one Spirit. You notice that there are different kinds of baptism mentioned in the Bible. Number one. Baptism in water, which is a sign of repentance. Number two, baptize with the Holy Spirit, which means that God pour His Spirit upon a believer to the point that the Spirit of God overflow, so that he or she can have the power to serve God. Number three, being baptized by the Spirit into the church, God. Wants every believer to join into a good local church and commit his life in that local church and serve the Lord there. The fourth kind of baptism that we will not talk about it in this lesson is baptism with fire, and you can listen to that subject in other teachings that I produced in the past. Baptism with the Holy Spirit is a command of Jesus Christ. It's not. That Jesus is baking you. He commands you, "Hey, my children, you must be baptized with the Holy Spirit." In Acts chapter one, verses four to five, Jesus commanded Christian in that generation to wait for this experience so that they will have the power to live a victorious Christian life and to witness boldly for His name. Also. In Acts chapter 19, verses two to seven, showed us how Paul wanted to check that the Ephesian Christians had been baptized in the Holy Spirit or not, since it is a command of Jesus and an important component of the Christian life. So the first question that Paul asked the believers in Ephesus is, "Have you been filled with the Holy Spirit?" He did not ask them. What church do you go to? What is the name of your pastor? What denomination you are in, or you join into which denomination? He asked the question, "Have you been filled with the Holy Spirit?" Acts chapter one verses four to five, and being assembled together with them, he, mean Jesus, commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem. Commanded them. Do you notice? Not to depart from Jerusalem. But to wait for the promise of the Father, which He said, "You have heard from Me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with 
the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Jesus commanded the early church disciples to wait in Jerusalem so that they can be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 19, verses 1 to 7. Why Apollos was at Corinth? Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples and asked them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believe? And after conversation on and on, eventually they were baptized with water and they were born again Christian. They really want to make sure that they were true believers. And the Bible says in verse 6, when Paul placed his hands on them, right away, after they were born again, after they were baptized in water, Paul did not wait until they finished some Bible classes or have to go to church for 10 years. Paul right away placed his hand on them and the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. And there were all about 12 men. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. This is the command of Jesus again. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Baptism with the Holy Spirit is so important because it's the command of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus commanded all the believers to be baptized or filled with the Holy Spirit. Baptism with the Holy Spirit is an experience that occurs only once. It's the first time that a believer received the infilling of the Holy Spirit. But every believer can be anointed and refilled with the Holy Spirit again and again at other times. I myself was filled with the Holy Spirit the first time or baptized with the Holy Spirit the first time in 1983. After that first experience, I have been filled with the Holy Spirit again and again and again for the past many years, about almost 40 years now. God touched me, filled me. Every Sunday, I ask God to touch me. I pray in tongues and I want to be refilled and get more anointing from God. The first experience of the baptism of the Holy Spirit was mentioned in the book of Acts to the early church Christian. I read for you. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. And one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They were baptized with the Holy Spirit. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Acts chapter 8 verses 14 to 16. Talking about the first experience of the baptism of the Holy Spirit for the believer in Samaria. Now, when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, 
they sent Peter and John to them, who, when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Wow! The early church apostle understood the importance of this command of Jesus Christ. They went to Samaria, and they wanted every believer in Samaria to receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit. They prayed for them. They lay hand on them, for as yet he had fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So they were baptized only in water before John. And Peter went to Samaria, Acts chapter ten, forty-four to forty-six. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon the Gentiles who were born again. Why Peter was still speaking these words? Why he was preaching? The Holy Spirit came on. Do you notice the word on? All who heard the message, the circumcised believers who had come with Peter, were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit. Had been poured out even on the Gentiles, for they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Then Peter said, "My brothers and sisters, you notice the word 'on' here. When we are related to the Holy Spirit, there are three words: in. When we are born again, the Holy Spirit comes into our life and dwells in our spirit. In." The Holy Spirit can be with people, to speak to people, to convict people. He can be with a non-believer and try to open his spiritual eyes to see the light of the gospel. The Holy Spirit can be with the church, but when we talk about baptism with the Holy Spirit, we talk about on. The Holy Spirit comes on, filled to overflow. So the word "on" in the Bible means anointing, mean the power, empowering, and anointing the believers. When people are filled with the Holy Spirit, their lives will be changed by the power of God. Ephesians chapter five verses eighteen to nineteen, and do not be drunk with wine. The Bible compared the Holy Spirit. Or symbolize the Holy Spirit as wine. Why? Because when you drink alcohol, alcohol will go into your whole body, soak into your whole body in your cells, and the alcohol will influence your life, influence your brain cell, and your body. So when the Holy Spirit fills you, He will influence your life too, your whole body. In which is dissipation, but be filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you want to praise God, you want to serve God, you want to live for God. Your life will be changed, and that is my personal experience. I was born again in around 1981, and I walked with God with some doubt, and I really did not understand God very well until 1983, when the Spirit of God came on me, baptized me, 
to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And after that day, I was on fire. And I love to worship. I love to serve God. I love to go to church. I became a new man after I was baptized with the Holy Spirit in 1983. So the baptism with the Holy Spirit is very important to every believer. What is the initial sign of being baptized with the Holy Spirit? Throughout the whole Bible, we can find only one prominent sign that indicates that a believer has received the baptism with the Holy Spirit. This sign is that a believer's ability to speak in a new language or a new tongue. Therefore, when we pray for believers to receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit, we should expect them to speak in new tongues. Acts chapter 2 verse 4, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. In Acts chapter 10 verses 44 to 46, in the same way we read in the past time that when Peter was preaching, the Holy Spirit came on them and they received the gift of the Holy Spirit because they were speaking in tongues. So we can see again and again in the Bible, Acts chapter 19 verse 6, when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them. Again, the word on, upon. And they spoke with tongues and prophesied. So, in conclusion, the sign of being baptized with the Holy Spirit, the first time that a believer received the infilling of the Holy Spirit is speaking in a new tongue. Therefore, when I pray for brother and sister, lay hand on them to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. I expect to see them speaking in tongues. What are the benefits of being baptized with the Holy Spirit? I would like to explain to you so that you will have the faith and encouragement to be filled with the Holy Spirit or to really help your brothers and sisters in the church or in the care group to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The first benefit is that believers will have a stronger sense of God's presence in their lives. It's one thing about reading the Bible to understand about who God is, how much He loves us. It's one thing about just sitting in a church, listen to sermon and sing songs to worship God. But it's a big thing when you are touched by God and you have the first experience or the personal experience of the touch of God yourself. When I got filled with the Holy Spirit in 1983 and I spoke in tongues, on that day, I knew and I knew now God was real to me on that day. I experienced the touch of God, the infilling of this mighty Holy Spirit. My faith 
went up sky high on that day, because now knowing God or the name of Jesus is not just a theory in my mind. I have a personal encounter with God. Therefore, when a believer receives the baptism with the Holy Spirit, he or she usually become more on fire, and his or her faith rises up to the next level. John chapter 15 verse 26. But when the Helper, which means the Holy Spirit, comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth, who proceeds from the Father, He will testify of me. When the Spirit of God fills you up, you will know Jesus more than before. Because the Spirit of God will reveal who Jesus is to you. He will testify of Jesus Christ. John chapter 16, verses 3 to 14. And these things they will do to you because they have not known the Father nor me. But these things I have told you, that when the time comes, you may remember that I told you of them. And these things I did not say to you at the beginning, because I was with you. But now I go away to him who sent me, and none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow have filled your heart. The disciple feel sad that Jesus was going away. He was leaving them. He was talking about he was going to be crucified. He would die, buried in the tomb, and he would be resurrected and ascended to heaven. He would leave them. Verse 7, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. And if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send Him, mean the Holy Spirit, to you. And when He has come, He will convict the world of sin and of righteousness, and of judgment and of sin because they do not believe in Me, and of righteousness because I go to My Father and you see Me no more, of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. In other words, Jesus has so many truth, so many revelations that he was able to share with the disciples in that generation. But he knew that they would not understand all those revelations at that point because they, they did not have the Holy Spirit in them yet or they were not filled with the Holy Spirit yet. However, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth. For He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will tell you things to come. He will glorify me. You notice the Holy Spirit will glorify Jesus. For He will take of what is mine and declare it to you. The benefit of being baptized with the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit fills you up. He's going to reveal who Jesus is to our spirit. He will 
glorify Jesus in our heart. He will bring more truth and revelations to us, so that we can have a personal experience with God, and we shall know God more than before. The Holy Spirit is our helper, because the Holy Spirit's ministry is to exalt the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus becomes ever more real in our life after we are baptized with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will also help us to know and understand Jesus' will, His teaching for our life. Not only that, the Holy Spirit will help our prayer life. Our prayer life will become more effective by the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter eight verses twenty six to twenty seven. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us. With groanings which cannot be uttered, now he who searches the hearts knows what the might of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. The Holy Spirit can help us to pray according to the will of God, whether in human language or in the heavenly language. So when we pray, the Holy Spirit can tell us what to pray for, who we should pray for, how we should pray for ourselves and for other people. And if we don't know what to pray for or who, we just pray in tongues, and the Holy Spirit will pray through our mouth in the tongue language, according to the will of the Father. The Holy Spirit enable us to worship God. In spirit and in truth, John chapter four, twenty-two to twenty-four. You Samaritans know very little about the one who worship. Why we Jews know all about him, for salvation comes through the Jews. But the time is coming, indeed, is here now, when true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship Him that way, for God is spirit. So, so those who worship Him must worship in spirit and in truth. The Holy Spirit fill your life, fill your spirit, and He work with your spirit to worship the Father in spirit and in truth. I notice that after. I myself and the members in New Hope International Church were filled with the Holy Spirit. We are able to worship God in a deeper way. We love to worship God, and we have been able to worship God in spirit and in truth. Acts chapter ten, verse forty-six. For they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. You notice that these are all new believers. You need to understand that the relative and the family members of Cornelius in Acts chapter ten, they were the Gentiles. They never went to church before. They never saw any worship service. 
the world, the Gentiles. Right after they were filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues, they were able to praise God, who helped them to praise God, the Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 18 to 19. And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. And what is next after you fill with the Holy Spirit? Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Philippians chapter 3, verse 3. For we who worship by the Spirit of God are the ones who are truly circumcised. You notice that we worship God by the Spirit of God. In fact, the Holy Spirit helps us in everything in our life. Worshipping, serving, working, running the family, running our own business, raising kids, relationship with our spouse, everything. The Holy Spirit is wonderful helper for our life. Amen? So, He is our helper. The Holy Spirit helps us to understand how to use the spiritual gift we have received from the Lord more effectively. In other words, the Holy Spirit manifests His power, the supernatural abilities from heaven through us. He is the person of the Trinity who really empowers us and manifests the supernatural gifts through our life. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 8 to 10, tell us about this. To one that is given through the Spirit is the message of wisdom. To another, the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. So we're talking about the gift of word of wisdom, words of knowledge, and the gift of faith here by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. I ask God to give me more gift of healing every week. To another, miraculous powers. I ask God for performing miraculous signs and wonders too. I ask God, God, give me more and more anointing to perform signs and wonders. To another, prophecy. Oh, I love to receive the gift of prophecy, to prophesize more. To another, distinguishing or discerning between spirits. You were able to discern that the action and the words of one person come from his own spirit or come from demonic spirit or come from the Holy Spirit. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. Wow! If the church welcome the baptism with the Holy Spirit, the infilling of the Holy Spirit, the members of the body of Christ will have more gifts of the Holy Spirit, manifest the supernatural ability to build up one another, to build the church, to evangelize, to preach the gospel, and to build the kingdom of God. That's why Devil, Satan, does not want the church to welcome the baptism with the Holy Spirit. 
You will try to put doubt into the hearts of people. You will talk against the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. He knows that when believers receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, they will have more power and more spiritual gift to serve the Lord and to build the kingdom of God. And more souls shall be saved, more miracles shall happen, and heaven will be established on this planet Earth. The Holy Spirit gives us power to witness for Christ. Acts chapter one verse eight. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. The purpose of being baptized with the Holy Spirit is to receive supernatural power from God. To witness for Jesus Christ, your life of witnessing for Jesus will be more effective. More people will receive Jesus Christ much easier than before. Acts chapter two, verse fourteen and twenty-two. But Peter, standing up after Peter was baptized with the Holy Spirit in the upper room, before this event in Acts chapter two, Peter denied Jesus three times. He ran away. <laughs> From the cross, he was so full of fear. He dared not identify himself with Jesus. But after he was filled with the Holy Spirit, or baptized with the Holy Spirit in the upper room, what happened? Standing up with the eleven, raised his voice. Wow, the fear disappeared. Now he was so bold and said to them, "Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words." Verse twenty-two. Men of Israel, hear these words: Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs which God did through him in your midst, as you yourself also know. You can see clearly, Peter was so full of boldness by the power of the Holy Spirit, and he stood up and preached Jesus to the. People in Jerusalem, Acts chapter four, eighteen to twenty. So they called the apostle back in and commanded them never again to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, "Do you think God wants us to obey you rather than Him? We cannot stop telling about everything we have seen and heard, which means about Jesus." Wow. They were empowered by God through the Holy Spirit, and they were full of boldness to say, "I'm sorry. We're going to continue to preach Jesus, even though you threaten us." Acts chapter four, verse thirty-three. The apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, and God's great blessing was upon them all. I remember after I was filled with the Holy Spirit in 1983. Oh, I tell you, I told people about Jesus. I was bold to preach the gospel in Thailand. Many people came to know Christ, even though I'm not an evangelist by gift. I'm a pastor and a teacher, but I was so bold and anointed to preach about Jesus Christ. Look at the. 
life of Jesus Himself in Isaiah 61. This is a prophecy concerning the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. You can see here, the Lord Jesus Christ preached the good news by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 15, 18 to 19. For I will not dare to speak of any of those things which Christ has not accomplished through me, in word and deed, to make the Gentiles obedient, in mighty signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and round about to Illyricum, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. Wow, I like that. The apostle was filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, and he fully preached the gospel of Christ. I want to see this happen to the believers in this generation, the believers in all over the world, in America, in Europe, in South America, Central America, in Asia, that all the believers are baptized with the Holy Spirit and be bold to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 24, verse 49. I am going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. When the Spirit of God fills you up, you have the power to preach the gospel and to serve the Lord. That's why Jesus commanded us to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. The most important thing for any human being is that he or she be reconciled to God and have eternal life in heaven. Money is not the most important thing. Having a big house is not the most important thing. Having the highest education is not the important thing. Because even though a man or a woman has everything on earth, but after he or she dies, but he goes to hell in the eternal lake of fire, those things in this world will mean nothing. That's why I believe in my heart, preaching the gospel, saving soul, bringing people to Jesus Christ is the most important thing that Christians should do. Every Christian should get involved in preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit help us to understand the Bible more clearly. Every time I read the Bible, the Holy Spirit teaches me, shows me the meaning, the revelation of each scripture. He is the great teacher. We can understand the Bible. John 14, 26, But the counselor, the Holy Spirit, the Father who sent him in my name, would teach you all things and remind you of everything I have told you. You see, the Holy Spirit teach you all things. And not only teach you, he remind you 
of everything that you learn from God, from the sermon, from reading the Bible. Wow, it's so wonderful, and that is my experience. Every time I study the Bible, I open my heart to the Holy Spirit inside me to teach me what God tried to show me here. And any time I face a situation, the Holy Spirit will remind me of everything that I have learned from God. Actually, today God just remind me. The Holy Spirit just reminded me today because I was. Praying to God that wow, the pandemic COVID 1 9 really affect the church. And when I pray like that to God, I say, God, I need your help, because a lot of believers have been affected by COVID 1 9 Many people have not come back to church. Many churches shut down and have only online. And I'm so concerned about many believers. After 12 months, they have not come back to church. Their kids are backsliding. Their kids will walk away from God, and some of them are teenager, and they walk away from God. And the Lord remind me of Psalm chapter 23. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. So God remind me. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit reminds me that, son, don't worry. This is just a temporary thing. You're gonna walk through this valley, and you're gonna come out, and my church will go on. And just pray for them. You don't have to worry. You see, the Holy Spirit reminds you of everything in the Bible, or the truth in the Bible. John chapter 16 verse 13. However, when He, the Spirit of Truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth, for He will not speak on His own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. It's wonderful that we have the best, powerful teacher, the best and most knowledgeable teacher in our life. That is the Holy Spirit. Not only that, the Holy Spirit empower us in fighting. Overcoming spiritual warfare, Second Corinthians chapter 10 verses 4 to 5 tell us that we are in the spiritual warfare, and the devil works through the mind of people. We call strongholds, and the Holy Spirit will try to speak to our mind and spirit to remove that lies and deception of the enemy. Second Corinthians chapter 10 verses 4 to 5 Since the weapons of our warfare are not worldly, but are powerful through God, for the demolition of strongholds, we demolish arguments and every high-minded thing that is raised up against the knowledge of God, taking every thought captive to obey Christ. The Holy Spirit help us to fight against the lies. And deception of the enemy in our mind. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter one verses 19 to 23, and His incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of His mighty strength, 
which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Who raised Jesus from the dead? Who has the power of resurrection? The Holy Spirit who is inside you. And he has that power to fight the spiritual warfare for you and me. Far above all rule, he has more power than the principalities and fallen angels and demons and Satan. Far above all rules and authority, power and dominion. Talking about fallen angel here. And every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. After we come to know Jesus Christ, we are filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead will give us power to overcome the power of Satan, the fallen angels, the principalities and dominions and also demons. We have the power, amen, from the Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter 6, 11 to 18, talking about putting on the armor of God. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wise of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, these are the fallen angels, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shot your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. You notice that our attacking weapon or offensive weapon against the enemy is to pray in the spirit, to pray by the leading of the Holy Spirit. Wow, we have the Holy Spirit who can help us to do prayer and supplication in the power of God. Being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. We can fight the spiritual warfare and receive victory by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit also makes us more sensitive to God's guidance in our life. He leads us and guides us. Thank God for the leading of the Holy Spirit so that we will not make mistakes, waste our time, energy, money, resources, and our own life. God will guide us to be at the right place at the right time, to meet the right people, 
to be at the right door by the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 13 verse 2, an example of how the Spirit led the early church. One day, as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Dedicate Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. You notice that the Holy Spirit is the one who guided the church to appoint Barnabas and Saul for the mission work. John chapter 16, verse 13. However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. At this point, you can see, number one, baptism with the Holy Spirit is the command of Jesus Christ for every believer. Baptism with the Holy Spirit is the experience of being filled with the Holy Spirit the first time. But after that, every believer should keep being filled with the Holy Spirit again and again all the days of his life. This is the reason why I want people to go back to church, not sit at home and watch the live stream. I want people to go back to church to get lay hand on, to be in the presence of God, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I know you can be filled with the Holy Spirit at home, but I think it's easier to be filled with the Holy Spirit in the worship environment at church while the anointed servant is preaching and laying on of hand to you. The sign of being filled with the Holy Spirit or baptized with the Holy Spirit is speaking in tongues. And after you receive the infilling or the baptism with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit can minister to you, minister through you, in you, and so many good things happen. Thank you so much for listening to this teaching. This is part one of this lesson. Please come back to listen to the second part. How to help people to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I will continue in the next session. Please don't miss the second one. Thank you so much. God bless you. Father, we pray, Father, that whatever your children heard from this teaching, received from this teaching, your Holy Spirit will remind them, help them to understand. And what the words say shall be reality in their life. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you. See you in the next teaching in this subject. God bless you. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.